0: you're listening to garibaldi red a nottingham forest podcast brought to you by nottinghamshire live welcome to what is a bite-sized garibaldi red as we discuss all the latest transfer news around nottingham forest because there's so much of it there's so many itk journalists as they say on twitter so we thought we'd go through that and discuss what's actually happening with the Reds as they look to make their first summer signings. Do that and joined uh, first of all, well not first of all, solely by Reds fan Michael Temple. Hello Temps, how are you? I'm
1: good Matt, so we might be live, so can I swear or not?
0: No, don't swear, no? we're definitely okay. live now. <laughs> <right>.
1: just, <laughs> just, so, just so I'm clear.
0: We'll go through the team from back to front I guess, because there's so much happening and so many rumours, we'll just go through them one by one. Starting with Dean Henderson, who has, well agreed, the whole the whole loan deal is basically agreed and he's Far as I know, definitely coming. No problems envisaged there. He's just away for a few more days. So I don't think it's going to be announced straight away. But he'll be joining from on loan from Man United. I confess, I don't know if there's uh, an option to buy clause in there. I've seen conflicting reports on that. And reports saying that Forest will pay his wages in full I was told at the weekend that wasn't the case and he's not on quite as much as has been reported. So maybe the stance has changed there when it comes to how much Forrest are actually paying him. But he should be on the way, or being well. Bree Samba looks set to leave, uh, unfortunately, I guess a lot of fans would say. Um, probably going back to France. Temp, so I was going to ask you one thing about that. In fact, just the overall reaction. You think we discussed Henderson before, before we get into Samba. Does this feel like an improvement on the goalkeeping situation?
1: Yeah, it's definitely an upgrade for me. I mean, you have, only have to look back at that Sheffield United season when they finished ninth, and he was he was outstanding. And we've all read the same thing about his assurance at Man U that he would have started last season as the number one in goal if uh, if it hadn't been for his the timing of his COVID infection. So definitely an upgrade, and he is proven at this level. And you're going to ask me about Samba, but I'll, I'll, I'll jump in um, now the person doing his bidding has made a mistake there because he's talked himself out of being a Premier League keeper for a season. We said last time there was no goalkeeper crisis at Forest. Sambra had done a a great job and probably deserved that chance. And I think he would have had it if he hadn't have become so unsettled by the money talk, the contract talk, um, which was clearly peddled by one of his representatives. He's on a bit of a PR offensive now, you know, wearing his forest kit and playing five-a-side in Paris with, with Guy Moussi. Um, But I think Samba or, you know, by proxy, his his agent has created a need for Forrest to go out and get a better keeper. And they've, they've done that in Henderson. So sorry to see him go. I'll never forget what he's done for us. But I, I don't think he can abide being a bench warmer in the Premier League. And I think he'll go back to France.
0: Yeah, he was uh, on Instagram last night posting workout videos and a Forest drill top as well. And I think, yeah, like you say, there might be a charm offensive going on there. If he doesn't go back to France, uh, does he feel like a number two or does it feel like probably it's just best for everyone to shake hands and move on now?
1: Yeah, I think Forest have, have written him off, haven't they? They've they've made a plan which doesn't allow Bree Samba to hold them to, to ransom. And if um, Henderson... Or an equivalent signing wasn't on the radar. They'd be back to the table and talking, talking money to to convince him to to stay. But you know we're we're shopping in a, di- a different supermarket now, aren't we? Mm. And there's that retune, which will be the case in all these players we come on to talk about. We're not looking at them for a championship lens. So the players that were standouts last year won't be at this level. So Forrest have seen an opportunity to uh, attract a keeper of. Um, Henderson's quality and we've just got to move on from, from San now I don't think it's in anybody's interest for him to be the the, the bench warmer um, and let's hope that we can get a full season out of Henderson and he delivers what we expect
0: uh, like I say I hold my hands and confess I don't know about the option to buy does that bother you if he just comes on a straight loan for a year and we might be back where we are now with Spence and
1: four other loan well three other loan players Only in so much as there's clearly a good relationship with Man United. There seems to be a fair and open process of uh, negotiation and a trust off the back of uh, Jimmy Garner being with us for the last couple of years. So I think you've spoke before, Matt, about this this loan without an obligation to buy closes the door on um, further loans from Man United. So only for that reason, I don't think he'll be any less committed to being a good keeper for Forest, if he's um, on loan rather than arriving permanently, or with an obligation for it to become permanent, it just shuts down our ability to trade with Man United in the loan market for the for the entirety of the season. Yeah, I
0: agree. I mean, obviously, there's a World Cup coming up, and there's no guarantee. You know, England have got Pope, Pickford, Ramsdale, Henderson's going to want to get back into that mix, and then after that. He's either going to want to earn a deal at Forest, where Forest has to pay a fair bit of money, or he's going to, you know, believe he should replace David De Gea, which he obviously does believe now. So I think it's still a a good situation for Forest. Looking further at the pitch, then centre backs Moussa, Nia, um, does I saw that thing of Forest saying that they basically lowballed Mainz with their first offer. I guess that's transfer negotiations, though, isn't it? And if, if Forest go in and have their first offer accepted. Then maybe you're doing something wrong, are you?
1: Yeah, totally agree. I think the club that does its business in the in the first week of a window. Now everyone's had their you know week on the beach and and, and come back is paying over the odds. And we've seen um, transfer deadline day has emerged as the only time where you get um, true value. And you can genuinely say without fronting that this is our our best and final offer. So yeah, nothing to be concerned about there. That's the the standard course of negotiations. Of course, are impatient as fans and want to see Nick Randall shaking hands in the in the boardroom with these boys. But if they if they had have landed this week, it would have been because we've paid over the odds. So yeah, kudos to uh, to, to Forest and the recruitment team who are. Um, obviously, not only scouting these players thoroughly, but making sure we we don't pay over the odds. And it's the right thing to do in this market. It's a crucial window. We we can't make mistakes early on. We can't overpay.
0: Having read a bit more about him, I think he he's left-sided. He can play left-back, but more predominantly a centre-back. But also, he's supposed to be very quick. Is that a fair thing that Forrest needed to address? Because obviously Warrell, Cook and McKenna are very good, but you wouldn't say any of them are particularly rapid, would you?
1: No, it feels like a nice mix for me. I think Cook is probably the one that's uh, most exposed in terms of Forrest picking their strongest team of those four around. I think his skill set is complementary, very comfortable on the ball, um, seems to be comfortable dribbling the ball out of defence and certainly can can pick a pass. Uh, I described that to, to Worrell as well. And while McKenna does have decent feet, um, his bread and butter is being an absolute beast in every header and tackle that he that he enters. So yeah, I like the mix. I think it's a good signing yeah, if it comes off. I've watched the same YouTube videos as every other Forest fan, and yeah, I think he, he's a player that we can we can get excited about. Um, I should apologise, last week I was banging on about the risk of taking players out of the French League. I was clearly a bit unresearched, but I've uh, looked into it more since then and now I'm genuinely excited. (laughs) Good, good. Um,
0: The wing-backs is an interesting one. I'm hoping to have an update on Spence by the end of the week, but it does sound like he's going to Tottenham. Forest want Nico Williams and the noises around that sound more positive. Uh, for a kind of a fifteen million pound fee, they've also been tracking Issa Kabore, the Man U right back, a uh, Man City right back. Sorry, who spent time on loan in France last season. I thought it was initially on loan, but I think from I spoke to a couple of people, and they said it's with a view to buying him because obviously Forest um, only have two loan slots, and one of those is Dean Henderson. So that's interesting. His agent was at the Man City training ground yesterday on Instagram, uh, meeting to discuss Kabore's future. So it's possible he'll move. And I think it'd be interesting if Forest could get him um, and Nico Williams, Williams can play on the left side. And obviously there's, there's a vacancy there, just packaging that all together. Temps is the wing, back is. it's an area of concern. It's got to be a priority area that you have to address pretty quickly, really, isn't it?
1: It is. Cause it was such a strength last year. Um, you know, historically, when Forestides have been good in recent times, it was that those partnerships down the right hand side, which brought so much joy. We're obviously talking about Spence and and um, Brennan recently and Cashy and, and Joe Lolly before that. I think the kind of Spence versus Williams versus Kabore thing is uh, an interesting lesson in you being very pro your own and pro the plays you've already seen. So 15 million would Probably get Spence done in terms of a tra- in terms of a transfer fee being accepted, um, but the, the the wage demands and his kind of desire potentially to be in London might might kibosh that. Um, I'm excited by Williams because of his pedigree. Um, the paper talk seems to be that we've kind of come up the rails a little bit when it looked like Fulham might be his uh, most obvious um, suitors. That's a hefty transfer fee. Um, but again, that synergy with with Brennan from the from the Wales camp seems to make it a relatively natural fit. So I, I would be delighted if we signed Spence. I don't think that's dead yet. Happy if we sign Williams. is the one that I'm I'm less convinced of. And I th- I think amongst those names, he looks like Plan C. Um, but they've also been alerted to the fact that Man City are willing to to do a deal and happy to loan into a another Premier League club. So yeah, in terms of personal preference, it'd be in that order. I'd take Spence, then Williams, then Cabore. Forrest know they've got to get one of those across the line. Um, if I was a betting man, I'd say maybe Nico Williams is the, the favourite to occupy that slot at this point.
0: Yeah, I think I'd probably agree. Spence has gone a bit quiet, but all noise is, you know, uh, spurs banged. Although, like I said, hopefully have something on that before the end of the week. Mike in the comments raised an interesting name. Uh, Tagalafico, if I'm saying that right, the Argentinian left-back from Ajax. the sort of been potentially linked. He'd be an, an interesting one as well. Um, midfield is a real area of concern to me at the moment because no disrespect to Cafu, because he did a steady job uh, last season. He's obviously a great team man. You've got Jack Cole back, who's getting on a bit in football. Time. I think he's like 33 now. You've got Yatesy, and you haven't got Garner now. So there's obviously got to be some serious business done there. Not just one player, but probably two or even three, do you think?
1: Yeah, we we need a, a marquee signing at, at centre mid. And all those names you articulated there are great championship players. Um, are they going to keep you in the Premier League? Um I had a, a good nugget about Yatesy on holiday in Ibiza running 10 milers every morning because... He knows he has to make the best of his talent and he has to be the fittest player on the on the park if he's going to make that make that step up so i'm not concerned about playing um yatesy uh but you're right he needs to be surrounded by real quality and to have that mix as well between you know grunters who can win possession in the kind of kante mold and the uh, the box-to-box player and then that kind of um luxury man who can pick a pass and unlock a defense so yeah, a lot of work to be done in that regard. That there haven't been, um, I don't think yet. We've heard the name of, of who those players are going to be. I think a centre mid will emerge um, that that will take on and will become integral to this side because it will certainly be not in the in the planning of the football department at the minute to to stick with those names we've mentioned that are already already through the door. Um, Gibbs White could be that that luxury player if we're saying Yatesy is a potential starter. Um, he needs another box-to-box or ball-winning midfielder around him to have the, the right mix in there. So, yeah, I'm I'm a bit concerned by that position. I um, haven't been particularly excited by any of the whispers apart from Gibbs-White. And, yeah, to your point, Matt, I think that will be a, a high priority to, for Forrest to get um, at least two more centre-mids through the door, if not three.
0: Yeah, I mean, Maitland-Niles is one that was mentioned in the comments by Mike. I see that... It has gone a bit quiet. He's that kind of dynamic player that I think they're probably going to need, and I think they need just a big art player to sit in front of the back four in some of these games because you can't play a proper four three three against Man City away, can you? You're going to lose six and seven, so they probably they do need a, a proper city midfielder. Do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, look, we're we're going to be we're not going to be a possession side, are we? You, we're going to play against certainly when we're playing against top ten teams in the in the Premier League, um, so we're going to have to set up. With a relatively deep line midfielder but one that's also confident on the ball and can make that quick transition exploit the pace as we did last year but it's a different version of it because um whilst we were uh whilst we 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 often had less possession the oppo last year we knew we could smash them on the break and and in down the sides so i'd be interested to see if that's still the still the way forward but central midfielders need to score goals make goals stop goals and I think in the Championship, it's good enough to be good at one of those things. In the Premier League, you need to have two of those facets. And that's the kind of of, of player we need to, to find uh, quickly.
0: Yeah, a couple of people. Lee asking, is Maitland-Niles good enough? I think he probably is, actually. He had a really good spell at West Brom uh, on loan. I know they got relegated, but he was basically their best player. I think he's probably good enough. Uh, Rothwell, people asking about all the indications are he's going to Bournemouth. That's gone really quiet on the... The forest front. Um people like you mentioned Gibbs White there. I think we're in the position where it depends on what wolves do. They need because they've got Triore, who sounds like he wants to go, they've lost Trinkao. They basically really only got Pedence and Pedro Neto, who play those kind of narrow ten roles that drift wide, which is what Gibbs White is. So if they get someone, then I think it heightens the chance of Gibbs White coming. I think you get the impression he'd actually be all right in turn wanting to come to Forest because of the Cooper link, and he could be an X-factor player with Brennan, who we certainly hope signs a new contract. He's got that year left, and that is a big concern. I mean, how big of a concern is Brennan's contract? Were you pretty relaxed about it?
1: Yeah, again, I, my hunch is he'll sign his contract. That that doesn't mean he's going to stay at Forest for five more years because his his ceiling is very high. Um, if he scores two goals in the group stage of the World Cup, then there'll be plenty of people taking a taking a closer look. But I think it's 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 a win for everyone if he signs, um, earns the money that he needs. If we're being if, if we're being brutally honest about it, um, gives Forrest a security that he's going to be their player or he's going to leave for a for a sizeable fee. I don't think it disrupts his career at all by signing a contract now. Having at least one Premier League season, hopefully many more, um, and then progressing with his career, hopefully with Forest, but you know potentially elsewhere if he absolutely needs to. Forrest mm-hmm. are protected by receiving a fee. It just seems worst possible case for anyone is for him to have a Premier League year on Championship money or League One money. Not sure when he signed his when he signed his deal. And disappear mid mid season or at the end of the season for, for for no money. So, look, he's playing the same game that every player has to play. It's not disrespectful. It's not him being disloyal. Um, he wants to be paid his his market worth. He probably wants to hear the same assurances that the fans do—that he's going to be surrounded by a squad that's going to compete um, in the Premier League and avoid relegation from the Premier League. So. No, not not concerned. I think uh, I think it'll get done. And, uh, yeah, you should get his dad on to ask him directly at some point.
0: <laughs> I'd love to. I'd love to. <laughs> I think he's on holiday, taking a well-earned break at the moment, probably. Um, strikers, then, or proper stri- number nines. Now, we were uh, YouTubing how to pronounce his name so as not to uh, make a fool of ourselves,
1: but we probably will anyway.
0: Uh, Tayo Awanai? Was that what we, uh, Was that the right pronunciation?
1: Well, it's easy for you to say, Matt. So we'll, uh, we'll 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 go with that. I mean, he looks like a beast, doesn't he? Um, just physically intimidating. There's that great photo of him on the on the running track behind um, uh, Sadio Mane and Mo Salah, and he's he's huge. Um, clearly, an alternative to Keenan in terms of that physical presence, but also he can he can score goals. Um, and you know, you're no you're no mug to have been. Um, signed by Liverpool after the, the the depth of research and the amount of hits they've had in the, the transfer windows in recent years, and it was only work permit reasons that prevented him from playing there. Hence the the loans and ultimately the the transfer to uh, overseas. So yeah, if we're going to stay in this league, we probably need what's realistic twelve to fifteen goals from from him. Mm. Um, and yeah, he's. Uh, He's a player I'm quite excited about, even if I can't pronounce his name. Yes, me the same. I think we'll definitely get the chance to learn it because I'm sure he's
0: coming, barring, well, he'd have to fail his medical. So, you know, touch wood, his eyes are okay and everything. And that goes through um, because he's he's either on his way or he's here. Um, But yeah, Forrest have agreed that club record fee for him and he'll be the main front man next season, as far as I understand it. And then obviously, Sam Surridge is going to have to um, step up and prove himself. What do you think about Surridge? He's a real confidence player, isn't he? His finishing was tremendous when he was on song. Do you feel like he's perhaps someone who needs to hit the ground running in the Premier League?
1: Yeah, I, I certainly won't write him off. I think were, some of those one-touch finishes last season were, were, were top, top class. Um, he really surprised me how impactful he was, um, how fit he was. Um, you know, very very quickly found himself starting games uh, after a period of time that in which he hadn't been, and he, he looked uh, looked more than able to cope with that. Um, I think he's a, the type of player that Steve Cooper can add value to, and that'll be a big part of all of these discussions beyond the money, beyond um, being in the Premier League. Um, Steve Cooper is a manager that I think a lot of players would want to play for. And he's just got a track record already at Forest of dealing with people in the right way and adding value to players, uh, spotting untapped potential, and yeah, Surridge is a, a great example of that. If he started, if he started every game, would he get ten goals in the Premier League? Probably not. Uh, but I think the role he'll have on this in the squad is is solid backup. Um, and yeah, let's hope he can uh, continue the form that he found at the end of last season.
0: They need another striker as well, don't they? People are mentioning the Ukrainian striker Dubrovnik, if I'm saying that right as well. This is a hazard of the Premier League. You get linked with players who you absolutely cannot pronounce their name. Happens in the Championship as well, but there's a whole new batch that you, know, like you say, we're shopping in a different supermarket now. Uh, there's him. I don't know if Keenan Davis is like written off completely yet. If the Villa lower the price, because there's five subs, aren't there? Forrest are going to need, obviously we've got Lewis Graben to mention as well, and I'll ask you about him in a sec, but Forrest need a depth of squad now, where they can compete with you know nineteen other really good clubs. Probably almost all of those have got massive squads, haven't they?
1: Yeah, my hunch is that um, the reason they've pursued Awaniyi is because they've written off the deal for Keenan Davis. Might be wrong. I'm speculating, um, but that's that's how this process would work. Forest have had these shortlists for a long period of time, but you you can't dwell or cry if your top boy doesn't come, you move on to number two, number three, number four. Um, and there'll be some lofty, ambitious targets on there. So there'll be instances where we do have to work our way down the list. And that's not um, to, to anyone's discredit. Um, you're just looking for players with similar attributes. At the same time, I think once you sign someone on that list, you probably don't go back should something change at Aston Villa um, and Keenan finds himself an easier exit route my read of that is he was keen to come. Forrest negotiated; the fee was higher than expected. They found an alternative who appeared to have similar attributes, and they've they've jumped on that. So, yeah, massive respect for Keener. and I think he was incredible for us next year. But I, I suspect that this this deal will close the door on him coming to Forest.
0: A similar boat, then um, Zinkeagle who I thought might come back or Watford would keep him, but now he's going to Olympiacos. He's signing a three-year deal there and he was pictured in the airport in Athens yesterday. So, you know, that's nailed on, basically. Are you disappointed he's not coming back even just as someone off the bench?
1: Yeah, he'd be a good squad player, but he's a luxury player, isn't he? So the best of Zinke is incredible. If you watch his highlights, his goals from last season, you'd think, what a player. But often when he got into the final third or um, got one-on-one, Um, He wouldn't find the finish or or, or make the wrong decision. Good championship player. Again, different supermarket. Wouldn't have him in my 11 in the Premier League. So, yeah, reluctantly. Um, No, I'm not disappointed he's gone elsewhere. And he's still in the family anyway, right? We could loan him in January (laughs) if we needed him.
0: (laughs) Yes, it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me. I agree with what you say about him. His work rate was always there and he always grafted. And he was kind of a... Out, a, a hidden factor in how well Forrest played. But there were games where he'd disappear and you'd be frustrated with misses. I mean, obviously Liverpool springs to mind. But then you watch the highlights. I watched every goal on the, the club put out and he's involved in some some key goals. So he deserves, certainly deserves his respects. Just summing up then, Temps, how are you feeling about the way the squad's shaping up? Because we know about this core group of players who it looks like are going to sign, but there's there's going to need to be another five or six even still beyond that that we don't know about yet.
1: Yeah, that's the point, Matt. This is just the start. So don't be alarmed by the gaps in the squad. There's a proper structure at Forest. There's a chief executive with a track record of excellent recruitment. There's a manager of a track record of excellent recruitment. And there's a lot of people supporting them in in getting it right. So afford them the time. Um, Accept that the best value deals uh, are done towards the end of the window. Of course, you want to get the spine of the squad in early have the familiarisation for, for pre-season, but we don't live in an ideal world. We will put a squad together. There will be further changes beyond that. Some of these will fly. Some of some of them won't. That's football. But have patience. Forest. know they've got a huge transfer window here. And I, I still think whilst I'll be two or three early in the window, um, you'll be up late on deadline day.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think you're right. I mean, I'm pleased that, you know, Henderson and I provide part of that spine. Niukate would as well with his pace if they get that over the line. And then there's this kind of hidden midfield conundrum, which I'm sure they'll solve because if they don't, they're going to really struggle. But like you say, we have to trust in the recruitment process and it's certainly well on track. Uh, right. We shall be back on uh, Monday. I suppose we might do another one of these if something happens, but probably not. I think this will be us for the week. And then we're back on Monday. I've recorded a really good interview with uh, Matt Ford, which I think people will like. Uh, I'm passing the transfer button back to Sarah Clapson next week. It's quite stressful doing all this transfer stuff. I'm not sure I enjoy it too much, but um, hopefully uh, people have been informed and hopefully people enjoyed this. Temps, thank you very much. Cheers, Matt. And we shall see everyone soon. Thank you for listening to Garibaldi Red, a Nottingham Forest podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode. Thanks for listening.